Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Mom, baby, don't fear the reaper. Baby, take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. We'll be able to fly. Don't fear the reaper. Baby, I'm your man. So everybody, this will be our second episode on grief. Again, we're going on the nose with the songs today, so don't fear the reaper for everybody, of course. <laughs> little dark, maybe. Maybe a little. Maybe, maybe we're a little. We're both a little dark sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got just putting on my dark eyeliner and playing my Hell yeah. spooky video games, you know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So welcome back, guys. This is Shit Your Shrink Thinks, a podcast where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health issues. We also try out skills. We offer you different skills and try them out ourselves between sessions to kind of let you know how they go. Right. Real life evidence of (laughs) it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And sometimes we're bad at the homework. So we're trying our best. We are humans. Yes. Yes. And as a reminder, we do have a Patreon, www.patreon forward slash shit your shrink thanks. If you guys are picking up what we're putting down, feel free to donate. It helps us to continue the podcast. So yeah. And that's it's cheaper than real therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can say that much. Sure, definitely. And I, I think for a lot of people, it actually has given them a few skills that they have tried and yeah. done. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. If nothing else, my social network is getting real educated. <laughs> it's benefit. Yeah. This is about me. <laughs> this is benefiting me. Yeah. I'm just really uh, passive aggressively saying a whole bunch of things that I need people around me to be doing and then having them listening <laughs> to the episodes. It's perfect. Deal with your mental health, yo. Yeah. <laughs> this, this girl is so passive aggressive. She created an entire podcast, podcast <laughs> to tell others in her social network how to behave. Uh, we also have a gmail shit your shrink thinks at gmail.com we've got a lot of requests from listeners so thank you so much for sending in what yes. you're interested in hearing please send about. in more it's yes. helpful it yes. gives us extra i mean we have ideas but sometimes we're like wait what do we do now yes yes <laughs> so give us more <laughs> it's it's really great and also we just enjoy some people have hit us up just to give us fan mail and we yeah. love that oh so, gosh definitely. thank you <laughs> thank you for the ego snacks yeah we need them um nom 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 and then of course we've got instagram twitter facebook so find us on our socials rate subscribe and like us and this helps us to become more visible right yes please do so as you guys might also remember, we are still learning about each other on this podcast. And sometimes we just share stories. Sometimes we share a random thing that made us happy. So Sunny, what is your what's good? My what's good is my, I think he's a 90-year-old neighbor. Ooh, His name okay. is Dave. I saw him outside probably two days ago. This is a new one. I, I, I've seen him before. He is... He drives, he lives independently, and he mows his own lawn. Look at him go. Yeah, he's 
actually just great. And he's very pleasant. And whenever I ask him, how are you doing today, Dave? He says, better than I should be. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) And uh, he smokes these giant stogie cigars. Nice. And a couple days ago, I saw him mowing his lawn with his shirt missing, just smoking a stogie living his best life as a 90-year-old. So this is just my shout-out to Dave, who is doing what I want to do. (laughs) Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, as a 90-year-old. He's just great. And I I really appreciate that kind of energy that he's bringing to this life. (laughs) And I'd love to bring some Dave energy into my life. So Dave is my what's good. I love that. He'll never listen to this. No, he brightens my He brightens my day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And he always talks about – he talks to me about the weather, but I've – I find I'm genuinely interested. He's just very charismatic. So yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Love me some Dave. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What's good for you this week? I came across something that is relative to the grief topic. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was a good thing to share. Sometimes we do struggle to heal because the pain is the last link to what we've lost. Ooh. There's a, yeah. Yeah. It's hard sometimes for us to move forward because that pain is like our reminder mm-hmm. yeah there's a panic of the disco song that Ooh, has I love me some panic. a line like that in it which is something like oh i'm not going to remember it right but it's essentially like the pain is better than having nothing at all essentially. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh like what song is that i can't remember. i don't know it's but I, the, I know that lyric <laughs> yeah it's it's better than uh it's basically saying that having the pain is better than forgetting that he existed at all and it's yeah. one of the newer songs yeah and I, I thought about it in terms of like breakups or in terms of grief, like sure. you almost want to be a little sad and you almost want to be. Right. You almost want to wallow in it yeah. and just like roll around in it yeah. because that makes Keeps it. Keeps you connected. Yeah. It makes it more real and it makes it feel like you're honoring them kind of in a way mm-hmm. or. Yeah. It can. And it can actually be that. It's when it goes too far and it starts right. impacting your life when it starts disrupting your mm-hmm. daily that's, functions that's the problem but yeah. there's nothing wrong with a little wallow from time to time oh yeah no no totally valid Love to wallow, wallow. Yeah, yeah let yourself do it to some degree yeah but we do still have to move forward and find other means of remembering yeah but i like that i really like that quote pain being a connection to the thing that you've lost and yeah is a kind of form of honoring that person or that thing yeah yeah I love it. I like to get, sometimes I intentionally put on sad music and like to <laughs> just like kind of like wallow in memories and stuff. I, I yeah. feel like I'm like, oh, I'm going to be melancholy today. And I kind of like it. I can't, I have a real problem like crying, <laughs> as I have mentioned, because I am dead inside. So I need like cry lubricant. Sure. Yeah. No, like, some people, lo- yeah, I definitely. Need, yeah. I need cry lube. <laughs> I like, I, sometimes I, I know I need to cry, like I can feel I need yeah. to cry, but I can't quite get it rolling. So yeah. like I will put on the sappiest movie or like some Ooh. music, you know, like like the notebook kind of shit or oh. like the first part of Up or something, you know, get you, hit you real in the feels just so I can like, there we go. Now I feel it. Yeah. That's your, those are your cry movies. That's Sometimes. actually great. Yeah. It's actually really great. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a standardized set of cry movies or cry music. I know that. There's one song by the Eagles that's not sad. Well, two songs by the Eagles that are not sad. But they make you cry. But they, there's something about them that just like produces the water. If I'm Aww. alone in my car and I'm driving on the yeah. open road and one of these two songs comes on, I'm going to cry and sing it real loud. And one is Desperado. 
that song. Oh, okay. I could see. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's that, fair. That song is written about me. I don't know if you guys know that. I've mentioned it before. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, freedom. Oh, freedom. That's just mm. some people talking. Your prison is walking mm. through this world mm. all alone. That line gets me every time. Mm. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Why you got to hit me like that? <laughs> the Eagles, you understand me? And then the other song by the Eagles is the one where uh, take it to the limit. One more time. And it's, um, they yeah. talk about when you're trying to find your freedom, no one seems to care. Mm. You can't find the door. You can't find the exit anywhere. Ooh. You can, Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. These are great songs, yep. y'all. Yep, I, guess yep, those, yep. I guess I do have cry lubricant now that I think about it, like specific ones. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, those will get me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes different songs, like I will, I love the song a lot and I can listen to it and sing it and I'll be fine. And then other times like that song just... Hit you. hits me and I'm like fuck not today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way into work right now we can't be doing this <laughs> yeah sometimes I'll just turn it out be like we're not doing this right now right I can't I don't have the time about. for this today yeah I have a client in 10 minutes and I can't have my mascara running when right. I see this person I have to look oh my like God. a professional I've had that moment before where I'm like put it away <laughs> Oh, no, they're going to be here. <laughs> Get your shit together. Yes, I have to look like my mental health is in check. It's, it's not, but I need to look like it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah so would you uh, would you try for outside of the podcast experimenting? So mine was to do better at reaching out to some of my loved ones who have had loss, significant loss recently. And I and I did do that. I did that for, you know, a couple people. There's a few others that I probably should have checked a little more legitimately on. Mm-hmm. But it felt good to reach out and kind of just validate mm-hmm. the struggle yeah. and say that I'm here. And luckily, the people that I did reach out to were kind of at that moment managing okay overall. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that for them and for yeah. you. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I know I don't do it because I don't want to open that door. Like I don't have yeah. time for that door, which yeah. is sad. Yeah. I, you know, but. Well, that's how we are all living right now. Yeah. I mean, we all have full-time jobs and some of us have jobs that are emotional labor in and of themselves. So it's right. hard to do it on your downtime. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it felt, it did feel good to like validate and be like, hey, like still thinking about you, like. Or, like, with one of them, it was kind of like an anniversary thing, too. So I was like, oh, hey, like, nice. how are you doing with the, you know? Oh, I bet they were really happy yeah. they reached out and remembered something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mine was to try to figure out what gave me senses of freedom and what made me still feel like I'm I'm still alive. Yeah, kind of integrating. Know. Yeah. Old Sunny with new yeah. Mama Sunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I don't. I don't know if you've ever watched Broad City before, but there's a scene in this show where <laughs> the woman has is very very high and thinks that everybody <laughs> is saying that she's a mom, and she yells, "I'm not a mom!" and oh God. punches like a cardboard <laughs> cutout. And so I think about that a lot. Like I'm, but I I think I'm just rejecting like traditional motherhood standards that mm-hmm. are imposed by society and i want to kind of create my own thing and so my own thing is different than what i see in our culture it seems like culturally i'm getting the message that you need to sacrifice everything right your identity is gone now Mm -hmm. you are your child there is no dana only (laughs) zool 
Exactly. There is no Sunny, only mom. <laughs> That's exactly it. And it's like, I'm not gonna like fucking join this hive mind. I don't I don't vibe with it. I don't like it. And the more that I get pushed into doing something, the more stubbornly resistant I become. Yeah. I am a mule about being told to do something that I don't want to do. I I think we both are on that level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will become the most stubborn person immediately. So I'm just trying to maintain my individuality while also being a parent. And a lot of that is about, for me, finding some sort of things that give me a sense of freedom and one thing I just realized is that getting out of the house is really helpful for me, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I like open road driving, and I enjoy listening to music, and I enjoy doing something spontaneous, and I enjoy making sure to plan trips or outings or things that are away. I also enjoy like novelty a lot, so I'm Ooh, just kind yeah. of trying to figure out things like oh i i haven't done this before so let me try this new activity something about trying new things or going to new places helps me to feel a little bit more like invigorated yeah yeah okay yeah it's something about learning and adventure it's like small adventures if i can set up little small adventures for myself yeah. then i'm happy to then it helps me be a, i think are a you able parent? to do that spontaneously or are you do you kind of are those kind of more planned out ones i feel like for me i would struggle to come up with something spontaneously like that. i'd have to like think it out and be like okay here's something uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i how it kind of ends up working is i will you know say i need to do something that's in this department okay. and then i'll just block a time for it and during that time i might just get in the car and then go somewhere see just see you. where it, yeah see where hmm. it takes me cool cool so it might not be something very interesting that day it might be something very interesting that day just depending on how creative i'm feeling and so you know one day i might decide oh i'm gonna drive to this thing that's supposedly haunted and walk around inside of it or one day it's as simple as i'm just gonna go get myself a coffee and listen to music cool and yeah, yeah. i do think that this is something that i could pass on to you know my child yes in the future i would love to but you you know when they're really young you can't that's not as much something no. that you can do so that's another thing that i thought of is maybe i can pass it on when it is accessible also right here's a here's a fun way to yeah engage with life yeah so i can yes. have a little adventure buddy and be like okay well you can come on adventures with me and that will be we can pretend to be pirates or we could pretend to be some sort of explorers and yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff will will be something that can scratch the freedom itch. But I just, I know I'm not going quietly into the night. You can, it's going to be like an episode of fucking cops if you want to try it. I'm going to be running around in my like white onesie, just like trying to, covered in pig grease while they try to take me alive. That's not going to happen. Like I don't. Yeah. So yeah, but that's good though. Again, I mean, like we've even said with this, you can't just, you can't become one thing. That's no. not healthy. No, it's not. That, even though it's a cultural norm, it's not a healthy norm. Yeah. There's a line from Lord, and the Ra- Lord of the Rings that really sums it up for me, the movie. So Eowyn, I don't know if you watch Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Eowyn is the, she's the woman who's in the whatever, Return of the King, and she's got this like long. She's the elf queen? No, no, no. no. She's That's Arwen. Arwen. Yeah, <sighs> they are, are so her. similar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Eowyn is like the second 
lady. She's part of this Rohirrim horse riding okay. clan. Okay. And she's called the Shield Maiden, so she knows Ooh, how to I dig use it already. A, yeah, 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 exactly. So she knows how to use a sword. She's been trained to be in battle, etc. And Aragorn, the main character, comes in and he sees her practicing with a sword. And you can tell he's like intrigued by her and he comes up to her and has a little interlude and she they kind of like fight with the sword for a second and then he says something to her and she says i fear neither pain nor death and he says what do you fear my lady and she says something like i fear a cage a gilded cage until use and old age finally accept the bars and that to me is Mm. such the line of like that's my greatest fear is to be in this cage and so i need to i'm not going to go quietly like i need to make sure that you know i'm a shield maiden like it's not going to work for me to not be able to fight i can still kick some ass and take some names i can go still do this and i can do this and this and this and this (laughs) yeah yeah and like i don't want to be put into that box and so yeah it just it just requires a lot more attentiveness than it used to in the past that's fair yeah yeah but i think again i think that's maybe sometimes more of a masculine struggle so it's not there's not a lot of narratives for me out there so i'm still learning Mm. how to figure this out or at least women don't talk about this struggle as much i find yeah it's like you're supposed to feel guilty about it or something. Definitely. I don't yeah. feel guilty about shit. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're not putting your kid first, so you should feel guilty. It's like, oh, but I am still putting my kid first. And part of that is by putting me first yeah. and making sure that I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. It's crazy. The Yeah. Again, the more you try to guilt me, the more I'm going to go in the I know. opposite direction. I've gotten that way too. Yeah. You try to guilt me. Now I'm just mad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> first of all, you're an amateur and I'm always going to be better at guilting me than you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't come at uh, me with this amateur hour stuff. I can do some real fucked up stuff to myself. Don't right, come at no, me with this. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, so that uh, was my homework and I'm still, I'm working on it. Yeah. Figuring it out. Yeah. Long-term process. Exactly. So last week we did talk a lot about grief. Right. And we chatted about what is grief, what sorts of things cause grief. And then we talked a little bit briefly about a myth of the five stages of grief. Right. And how that doesn't really work. So this week, lay it on us. What are we going to be talking about? So this week we are going to be talking about the actual normal grief reactions, Mm -hmm. like the various parts of our life that are impacted by grief and how that kind of looks generally speaking Mm -hmm. and then we will be talking about actual phases of grief Mm -hmm. so not necessarily a stage more of a phase and you know again nothing is linear so you could roll into one and go into the next yes um so we'll be talking a lot about that at least to begin with and we'll again this is there's so much to talk about when it comes to grief, so we'll see how far we get on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we could. It's a this is going to be a multiple parter. We don't know how many parts yet. Yeah, right. First off, one of the normal reactions of grief is it actually just hits our behaviors. It hits our actions in life and our functions in life. Mm-hmm. So, Sunny, hit me with some of the ways that that affects us. A big one I see is trouble falling and staying asleep or waking up too early. So I I see this a lot with older people uh, in Mm -hmm. particular. I I see a lot with the passing of a spouse or a family member, especially spouses for whatever reason. I think it's because you You are used to sleeping next to that person. And so a lot of people like move to a different place in the house to sleep and then they don't sleep as soundly. So they might move to a different like uh, a chair or a chair or couch. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But even that happens with other things. So 
even if you're just changing a job or changing schools or careers, you might find a disturbance in your sleep pattern because you're awake and thinking about those changes. Right. A lot of times people will also compensate by changing the way they eat. So forgetting to eat, not eating a lot, or eating too much as a comfort. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just being absent-minded where you're just kind of forgetful and, you know, you're just kind of in this daze. A lot of times we're kind of in this state of shock for so long that we're just kind of floating (laughs) around and just kind of doing what we can do. So we might be a little absent-minded, forget things, set something down, not sure where we put it. We might be kind of withdrawing from others as well and just feeling less interested in participating with people in the world again the world is moving out there but your life has been shattered right so you're like i i can't even engage with that like no don't come like i'm I'm gonna stay in my hole yeah and i don't want to interact with anybody well and i feel like too when you are grieving something whatever that may be the impetus to be socially appropriate it just doesn't even feel relevant anymore yeah it's like you can fuck right off with your social appropriateness yeah 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 yeah. i definitely remember a time where when i was in college i had had a major life change and i had it was right before exams there was a series i had a series of presentations i had to do also and i had a presentation on seasonal affective disorder i had to do and it was for a pretty high level it was a graduate level class and i was a maybe a junior at mm-hmm. the time in college and so it really needed to be pretty slick and yeah, i yeah. put it all together but i couldn't even be bothered to be socially appropriate so i showed up with a messy bun and sweatpants and just like basically read from the powerpoint and god (laughs) bless the woman grading me she still gave me a decent grade because i think she knew i was like really going through it yeah yeah but i couldn't even be bothered to be socially appropriate i wasn't wasn't wearing the right clothes yeah i wasn't even i wasn't making any faces that made any sense i wasn't validating anybody's response to me i wasn't even really responding to the people i was talking to right yeah it was one of those you're there but you're not really there yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and i don't think i was very Well, I know it wasn't very pleasant. I was just kind of monotone and disengaged. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just don't care about making other people feel comfortable around you socially. Yeah. And you might not even feel the desire or crave the desire to be around people. Yeah. So I actually kind of love it. There, I I can't think of movies off the top of my head where they show this, but there are a few where somebody will kind of like come at somebody who's just lost something, something serious and be like... Why are you acting? And they're like, you could like, they like go off, you know, like mm-hmm. they go all like, I'm going to fucking annihilate you. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I love when I see that. <laughs> <You're> like, yes. <laughs> Burn it with fire. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it is strange. I think that people often feel entitled. Yes. To time entitled and to attention. Your, yeah, yeah. Like I just, you just lost somebody, but you need to come and cater to me and all these other people. Yeah. No. Or, you know, something. You lost somebody or something or and this is about me. Yes. And it's like, whoa, that's – everybody's going to go through grief differently. So maybe don't make it about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yes, withdrawing from others. Uh, dreaming of the deceased. I've heard of this. You know, some people make spiritual meaning out of this and some mm-hmm. people – just find that it's old memories that are resurfacing. Right. And that one is really I, – I have that a lot. I have the dreaming one a lot, a lot, a lot. And that one's very painful. It's surprisingly painful. Yeah. Cause, well, because then you kind of almost wake up and expect them – sometimes yeah. it's so real. You think you're somewhere else or yeah. with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really challenging one, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think – again, I think it can be really endearing. It can be very – 
encouraging and you know, like yeah it can be spiritual yeah spiritual mm-hmm. but I, I do mm-hmm. think sometimes it is just extra painful too because it's you wake up and the reality hits and you're like wait no i want to go back yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want this i don't want yeah. this reminder it's like when the songs come on when you're not ready for them right it's out of the blue yeah and uh, again like that avoiding reminders of the deceased yes. is a huge thing so you maybe you aren't listening to the music that you used to listen together or watching the shows or doing the things that, like, again, if we talked about the other forms of grief, things that remind you that you're now disabled, yeah. <laughs> you know, things or that remind that you. you lost the career that you liked. Right. You know, you won't even engage with, I, 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 sometimes when I've failed something really badly, when I've done a really bad job on something that I thought I, that I tried really hard on, I won't, I won't talk about it like ever again. Right. It's like, well, that's dead. That's totally dead. Yep. yep. Never a thing again, even though it was sort of a huge passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would just this be like, a huge part of my life. Yeah. But I'm going to pretend it didn't exist. Yeah. I'm going to just delete that completely. Neat. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> but I think a lot of people do that is yeah. they just kind of try to delete whatever the thing was because it's easier to do that than to talk about it. Definitely. And sometimes, too, especially when it is somebody, when you lose somebody, kind of searching for that person or calling out their name, kind of like thinking that that you're going to see them kind of come through the door, mm-hmm. just kind of having those, again, absent-minded moments or, or moments where you're like, where are, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you forget that they're gone, right? Or you for a forget second. whatever it is is gone, right? I've definitely like thought I was places where I wasn't just absentmindedly driving somewhere. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in a different city, or oh yeah, I'm in a different kind of uh, workplace, or like when the change. Yeah, is oh new. yeah, I don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> when the change is new and the habit, the new habit isn't formed yet, your brain will keep trying to go back to the old habit what it remembers right and that's really challenging like, hey honey dinner's ready oh wait, yeah never mind right exactly yeah. like or trying to call somebody yeah who, like, definitely it, if you have like a really bad breakup let's say right and, and something, you're used to calling them for yeah yep. funny happens or something that remind that you guys had a mutual joke about and then you try to call that or want to call them you're like okay wait yeah that's not something i do anymore yeah it's a it's a strange feeling it absolutely is. Being very restless or overactive, so finding ways to stay active and avoid, but it's like it looks like over busyness. Yeah. It's just like a constant go, 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 go with no ceasing of activity. And then again, sometimes kind of wandering aimlessly, like kind of just finding yourself forgetting, not finishing things you were starting. Yeah. Just floating through life. I'm a big fan of the wander aimless sort of. Behavior. Whenever a bad thing happens, I just kind of like walk out. It's it's In a like daze. The, yeah, exactly. It's like the end of Farewell to Arms or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you've read that book, but the guy just this terrible, horrible thing like walks happens to him, and he just like walks out into the rain afterwards, and like that's the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that sounds about that sounds right. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's one crying, obviously. Or visiting places or carrying objects that remind you of the person or thing that you have lost, person, place, right. or thing that you have lost. Strongly treasuring maybe objects that, that belong to or objects that remind you of what you've lost. Mm-hmm. You know, people like a have, home. Yeah, like a home. I, I mean, people have gotten kind of crazy. Like, you know, it might be something that looks really small or minute and they like move it. Yeah. But then they just moved something that was set there by mm-hmm. that person or you know what I mean? Like, and you didn't want to ever touch it. You didn't yeah. want it to move that spot, and they just moved, they just touched it. 
Oh, yeah. And so then you just freak out and people don't understand. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is a special thing. Yeah. (laughs) I've had clients talk about, too, like families fighting over objects. Yeah. If there is like a lost home or a lost loved one or they will fight over like a thing that was the person or the place's thing. Um, I remember one client telling me about an American flag that belonged to, uh, I want to say it was like a stepfather or something like that. And the American flag kept getting stolen. Oh my god! Between different family members. And that can be a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, a behavioral thing. That's Sometimes an what ha- families do to each other when loss happens is so disheartening. It's really dis- dis- yeah. disgusting, honestly. Yeah. It's yeah. how people just turn on each other. And <laughs> I frankly do not get, I think it's because like, I don't have any desire to be, if I feel like I'm having a competition or if I feel yeah. like I'm trying to like, uh, fight somebody for something, I just pretty much immediately Disengage. give up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not, not playing this game. Yeah. I'm just not going to do this. It's just so harmful. I don't. Yeah. It, and I know that at the end of the day, sometimes that just gives people what they want, but it just, it's like a losing battle. It's that saying of. If you roll around with the pigs, you're both going to get dirty, but the pig's going to like it. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what is the point of this? I right. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, or, uh, so aside from the objects, you can also have the concern that talking about the grief is going to make others feel uncomfortable. So you never talk about it or you don't bring it up to social context. Mm-hmm. I also see the opposite too. Where, That's what I say. Yeah. Both. Yes. You just have to retell over Mm -hmm. and over and Mm -hmm. repeat and tell stories Mm -hmm. or retell like the actual experience of the loss like the traumatizing experience and the parts that you remember for sure yeah and i think these are all just kind of normal things yeah we see with with a grief response these are the actions or the behaviors that we might see with grief what else might we see so these next we'll go into kind of just emotions So Mm -hmm. there are a lot of emotions with grief. And, you know, they're, again, emotions, we go back to that episode, they're really complex. A lot of times there's not just one thing. And when it comes to grief, they're often really rapidly changing. And again, they can be really triggered by just the smallest, slightest thing that an outside observer might not understand. Right. And sometimes even internally, you don't fully understand, but you're just there. Yes. And so... It's a real roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of ups and downs. Maybe not a lot of ups, but sideways and curly cues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So coming off some of those, Sunny, what are some emotions? Yes. So your key ones are obviously sadness, anger, guilt or regret, anxiety, loneliness, helplessness, fatigue, shock. And we also have the more complicated ones, which are things like yearning. Yeah. So like pining for the person, whatever you've lost, having the if onlys. Yeah. What else for some of the more complicated ones? Emancipation. So like maybe, again, sometimes not all feelings are negative. Sometimes there's actually a sense of relief that can happen with a loss, which is a really weird guilt trip situation that happens where you're like... This actually, again, sometimes with a breakup or mm-hmm. or maybe that person that you were caring for was really a lot to care for towards the yeah. end. Caregiving is a huge thing. It's a thing. huge, br- yeah. yeah. And and so a little bit of burden kind of feels relieved, but then you also feel a little guilty by that. And Or maybe you feel relieved that this person or animal or thing isn't suffering anymore. Yeah. That mm-hmm. too. That too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah. So relief. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, that was a really painful, you know, maybe they were with cancer or, mm-hmm. yeah. or something. Um, sometimes you might feel a little just numb. 
Yes. Like just that lack of feeling. And again, sometimes that numbness is actually there intentionally, like biologically to protect us from the flooding of feelings that can occur, especially in the beginning, like when you are kind of in that shock state, you're just Mm -hmm. kind of numb and just like floating around and there. (laughs) Right. And that's really actually like a chemical thing that your body's trying to do to help you not do something crazy (laughs) after something serious. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can be protective. Certainly there is a feeling of despair or hopelessness, bitterness or depression that can occur. Right. But the thing that we really want you to remember is that all these emotional experiences are normal. They do flip around very quickly. They don't tend to be very permanent. And each day is really, really different from the Mm -hmm. day before it. It's it's kind of crazy how different each day can be. Yes. um, And how much these emotions can kind of come out of the blue. I would say too that... Keep in mind with grief, a lot of these are all experienced at the same time. Right. So you might feel relief along with guilt and along with sadness and mm-hmm. along with anger all right. in the same kind moment. of moment. Yeah. 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 And it's really hard to parcel it out. Like you're just like this ball of emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, yeah. you're at the moment, you're just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's all the things. And it can be hard to define that or understand what you're even feeling because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of those, those are like competing different emotions, yeah. but yet they're all very real and valid. Yeah. And and that these can trigger quick reactions. I know often if uh, uh, somebody can step on a landmine with me and I Ooh. don't even know it's there. Yeah. And so I couldn't even tell them this person like tread lightly in this department because I wouldn't know. And then they step on a landmine and it's right. like... Well, now I feel all these things and I'm reacting immediately and I don't, I kind of have to backtrack afterwards. Right. And so that's another common grief, emotional experience. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, when you are experiencing grief, just try to be compassionate with yourself and with all those emotions. And if you are somebody watching somebody go through grief, try to acknowledge that the landmine, like it's not about you. Like yeah. whatever you did. That wasn't the thing. Yeah. They're going off and they're having their situation and they're trying to manage in the best they can. And the best way that you can be supportive is just kind of validating like, okay, yeah, do what you need to do, man. Like, I'm, I, I'm here for you and I will give you space if you need space. I will sit here with you if you want me to sit here with you. Like, right. you know. Um, Openness. Yeah. 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 So there are also thinking patterns or thought patterns that go along with grief. So Mm -hmm. one of the most common ones is disbelief. Like, this isn't real. This didn't happen. Right. And just kind of like go way back into thinking this thing or this pattern or this habit is still there. Yeah. And that can be really confused, too. That can make it really difficult for you to concentrate. Again, that forgetfulness can happen. And you can then kind of find yourself like preoccupied with thoughts like about the deceased or what happened or what was lost or even preoccupied with the review of the events that occurred. Mm -hmm. And you're again, even with that preoccupation, you might still be in disbelief. You're like, this Mm -hmm. is what happened. This would happen. I can't believe this happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of people also to sense that they're, they are still engaging with the thing that they have lost. So whether it is a person that's deceased, a home that they've lost, a job that they've lost, it still feels like it's, it's still there. And so you will have the same thinking patterns thinking it's still there. Right. And sometimes with that also, you might actually feel like you're seeing or hearing 
mm-hmm. you know, that that person Made or like voice. re-experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had where people, you know, again, a lot of times for me it's with a spouse where they they think that they actually heard, you know, they'll like be half falling asleep or something and mm-hmm. then they'll like think they heard them their name being called out by mm-hmm. that person yeah. or whatever. And I mean, this is not you going crazy. This is actually just really common, really common situation. So it's a good one to note because I think yeah. for a lot of people that you're one's a little scary. Yeah. 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 You're not losing it. This right. You might see a, Yeah. You thought you saw the shadow of them walking into the room they always walk mm-hmm. into, but that mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not saying why this happens. I don't no. think there's a lot of great explanation about why this happens. So some people will, again, have a spiritual attribution for why this happens. And right. that is That's just cool. as valid as, mm-hmm. a, you know, scientific attribution of why this happens. Whatever your attribution is, is whatever it is. We're just saying that it's common. Right. That a lot of people have that experience. Right. And so that you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. We also have lowered self-esteem can happen after grief. Usually like loss of job, home career, that sort of stuff is a big one that lowers self-esteem. Yeah. Or, or again, the physical ability sometimes yeah. or, yeah. yeah. Just not feeling like yourself. Right. It's a big one. And sometimes the increase or decrease of dreams. Again, having those mm-hmm. dreams about that person or sometimes just like completely blacking out kind of nights, you know, where you're just mm-hmm. nothingness. Yeah. There's also a lot of times like a, a meaning search trying to find what what this all was about or trying to come out of this differently or better than when you went right. into this. So you're trying to integrate this loss into your sense of yourself and your identity and trying to figure out what it all means, right. some kind of purpose yeah. behind it all. Why did this happen? You know, what was mm-hmm. – yeah. Mm-hmm. How can I grow from this? Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes – why did God do this? Yeah, like sometimes there's that big, kind of a thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people will try to like create some kind of learning out of it. Mm-hmm. Some kind of uh, metaphor or uh, change in their personality. Like, oh, I got to change this thing so that I don't whatever end up this other way in the future. So, right. So yeah, that's a big one. And then feeling like you're not real or other things aren't real. Just like that detachment and depersonalization is right. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are – these are all just kind of common – thought symptoms <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's also physical symptoms in your body yeah so people feel grief in their body a lot what sort of ways do we see that so a lot of times we'll feel like a hollowness or like an emptiness in our stomach mine's in my chest yeah yeah, yeah. i or like a, just a knot sometimes mm-hmm. you might have like a tightness in your chest or your throat mm-hmm. you might also just be kind of like overly sensitive to noise yeah you know stimulation kinda, yeah like that stimulate again all those people, all those things going on, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. You need to like go into your little hole. Right. And just be quiet for a while. Right. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. And feeling like things aren't real, like even in your body, like you're not connected to the physical sensations of your body. Right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. You're a little dissociated. Mm-hmm. There might be some breathlessness or feeling short of breath. You might just have muscle weakness. Mm-hmm. And like that- I can't pick myself up. Like you feel yeah. like heavy. Yeah. Like you're laying in bed and you're just like heavy in the bed. You're like, yeah. I am made of sand sacks right now. Right. I'll be this laying is- here forever. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not moving. This I'm just going to sink like slowly into this cavern. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's a big one. Dry mouth is another like kind of random one that people report a lot. Yeah. And sometimes rapid heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Is actually kind of one that some people, you know, that anxiety, you're kind of just tense. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, again, so muscle weakness, but also muscle tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lack of energy and fatigue. Extreme fatigue. That's a uh, big, that's probably the most is, common one I hear yeah. is the fatigue part. Just like I have to sleep all the time. 
Yep. I feel like it is like a shock, like a grief response shocks the physical symptom, like almost as if you broke a bone and you have a physical shock to your system that makes it so that you're forced to lay down and rest and recover. Right. I feel like grief actually does kind of the same thing to the body. It reacts. It seems to react the same way as sustaining some kind of physical trauma. Yeah, I, again, our 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 mind our mind is a part of our body, and so we need to we yeah. have to recover. It has mm-hmm. to re rebuild and reestablish, pro, you know, thought patterns and routines. Yeah, and that's exhausting. Yeah, it's kind of like your body <laughs> hits the oh shit eject button. Yeah, and like shuts down all kind of like higher level functioning. Yeah, and behaves like you have the flu or something like that. And on that note, your immune system might even be lowered. So you might find you're getting sick more often. Right, definitely. And again, with that, that just that lack of motivation. You're just, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in my hole and no. That's what it is. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And there are also some spiritual changes that are often associated with grief or mm, spiritual effects. Yeah. So it could be feelings of emptiness, like just searching for the reasoning behind what has gone on here yeah for or, yourself. or even a reason to continue sometimes yeah. it's hard you know yeah. especially if, if it was something super significant it's like well that was that was my everything and now mm-hmm. what i've heard like, why with like breakups and divorces people will tell me like i used to believe in soulmates or i used to believe uh, that yeah. there was somebody out there for me and now i just don't think that's true i just don't believe in that sort of thing anymore Mm -hmm. and that's that feels spiritual to me in some way it does yeah Yeah. or just like again being angry at the deity that you participate with that can be a big one which is understandable Mm -hmm. and feeling just that you've lost direction in life like Mm -hmm. i you know where what now what (laughs) what do i do now yeah Oh yeah, well I even (laughs) i even find that with like small griefs you know yeah big griefs and small griefs but like like I talked about being done with my dissertation the last time of like, what do I even do? I mean, I was working on this day in and day out. Like, right. what do I do now? I've heard some people talk about that when they leave the military. Yes. Or yeah. like, they're just like, uh, so this my is... whole day was structured. Right. And they I... told me what to do, when to do it, how to do yeah. it, what I had to do. Now, now what? And I had all these built-in friends and built-in relationships. And yes. now it's just this empty space where I make all these choices. Right. And- and now when I try to connect with those friends, it's not quite the same because mm-hmm. they're still in it and I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big grief reaction or yeah. I hear a lot of people when they retire. Definitely. Actually, it's just like the structure of your day is just open and you're like, what the heck do I do now? It's like this right. like lack of – because they're getting meaning from military or work or meaning from a big project or whatever. Yeah. So the structure of your day is just like – Hmm, I don't know. Messed up. Yeah, and it feels spiritual like you don't have that meaning anymore. Yeah. And again, like we've kind of said before with the thoughts, sometimes you're searching for a meaning in Mm -hmm. that loss or searching for a meaning of just even life. Like, Yeah. So you're just searching for meaning and you're trying to figure it out and it might be all consuming just thinking about that and like trying to figure that out. And and that is, that's a spiritual thing where you're like, what what is this even about? Yeah. It is weird. I'm often struck by how often therapy psychology and social work really overlaps with a spiritual domain and i never really understood that until i was in practice for a couple of years Mm -hmm. just 
because the things that people share and experience are a lot of the times like the big questions in life. Yeah. And so we can give, I think really the most important message here for grief and responses to grief is that there's no normal, there's no right, there's mm-hmm. no wrong. It's that most of it is regular, most of it is normal, and most of it is not pathological. Right. And it's just not talked about. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, there's no timeline. No, that's the other thing that sucks. Like all of this could be experienced exactly at one time on one given day and then not the next day. And then again, 10 years from now and then not five years from now. Right. Like there is no set timeline. It's totally dependent on the context, the person, the thing that was lost, et cetera. Yeah. And so we just kind of want to make that clear. So anybody out there who's experiencing a grief reaction can be like, yep, this is pretty normal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, going through all those things, for somebody listening, they might be like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same token, I don't feel like as a society, we again, we don't validate grief. We don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. and give people the space to experience all those things. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking things to be experiencing and not having a fucking clue when it's going to hit or how it's going to hit. Yeah. And not having support for that. No. Or space for it. Again, go to work the next day. How? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, not well is the answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like you just go there and you kind of, I've definitely been in that position where I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm doing my best impersonation. I feel like an alien in a human meat sack and I'm just trying to impersonate like how okay how does a human act again like and i'm trying to be like okay this is what people do good <laughs> chew your food mouth closed you're right. doing it okay now what do you say okay there's a person coming in the hall what do you normally say smile to and person? nod oh, yeah hell, you know like I, okay make good eye contact smile then keep walking right it feels like you're walking yourself through the social script over and over again it doesn't come naturally and so that's again it's really common and we just want the folks listening to understand that these are the reactions to grief i think probably next week it looks like we'll be getting into kind of oh man that took the whole episode yes (laughs) i know (laughs) sorry guys this is gonna be a lengthy yes series we'll talk about phases of grief but we'll also kind of talk about like what to do about these sorts of things some possible skills and what to work through just the key piece here is knowing that you're not going to necessarily do anything about it on the front end you're just going to experience it <laughs> uh, because i think a lot of people want to move out of it as quickly as possible yeah and that's a really that's kind of a recipe for disaster unfortunately yeah because you don't acknowledge it it's going to get worse yeah exactly yeah. so it's like one of those things where you just kind of have to stick with it for a while yep. which is terrible it is and time just has to pass like there are some conditions medical and psychological where the only cure the only treatment is allowing time to to pass by you and that's kind of something that's shitty to hear but it is something that is often helpful right but we'll talk more about other strategies and phases of grief during the next podcast episode yeah well hopefully we'll get a little more covered than just a section next time yeah yeah. but to be fair though this is an important thing to to normalize i think yeah it was something important to drone on a little about because again people don't validate it people don't acknowledge it for all that it is and how complex it is Mm -hmm. so and how many things cause it yeah 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 so Based on that, what do we want to try for the podcast experiments? So I I think I just want to keep trying to reach out to again, I said there were a few people who I didn't really get to that I that I know of. So I think I want to keep just reaching out to those people um and checking in with them 
for a little bit now. I'm, keep, yeah. Keep it kind of simple. Repeat my last thing and, and keep kind of validating others' grief and yeah, go yeah. from there. How about yeah. you? I'm actually on the same page with doing the same, same thing again. Yeah. I just need to keep trying to find things that integrate my new identity and let me let me grieve my old identities, but let me also create a new one. Yeah. And uh, try to find that freedom out there and I'll kind of keep folks posted on how that's working. So do you yeah. want to do your joke? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I think yeah. we have the same one. We have the same yes, one, but this, yes. I think we both had a slightly different version of this one. That, okay. But I think yours was better. So we'll let you do yours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've got, hey, Michaela, the Charlie Brown Foundation is now accepting donations. Do you know what the proceeds go towards? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All proceeds go towards the Good Grief Foundation. <laughs> You know, because he yes, always good is like, grief. Oh, yeah, good yeah, grief. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's, mine, that's mine was mine. like he was a young adult and trying to become a, a therapist, uh-huh. and he asked his academic advisor what he should be, and they said, "I think you'd be a good grief therapist." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's so like they were both we very similar, ones. but yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the title of these episodes, I called them the Good Grief episode on when we when we posted it for podbean so i love that yeah i love it so anyway thank you all for tuning in this week we know these are some heavier concepts so please take care of yourself out there folks we know a lot of these are heavier we know some we can be pretty humorous with but these ones are tougher so take care of yourself and we really appreciate you listening yeah talk to you next time Bye. bye